Hey, don't make me your guilty pleasure. Hit that follow button and make that commitment. You will not be disappointed. And it's free. It doesn't cost nothing to hit that follow. Thanks. Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hi, the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Hello, welcome and welcome back. Shabbat Shalom. We are on First Samuel outline number seven. Um, for those people who heard me last week, we are talking about Shaul being jealous of David. And he's doing little things. Now, remember, he was um, the most high since... Um, an evil spirit down to possess him. And David is supposed to play the instrument to soothe the wicked, um, is it a wicked spirit? The evil spirit. Okay, so that's what he's been doing. But um, more and more, Shaul is getting intense. So it's kind of hard um, for David to even deal with him. So that's where we were last week. And last week we were on outline six, which consisted of um, chapter 16, 17, and 18. Today we are on outline number seven, which is 19, 20, and 21. I'm reading them outright because it's important for you to know that um, this is the first real, um, well, I'm not going to say the first real, um, prophet because, um, uh, Moshe was a prophet. Um, so, but this is the first, um, prophet that is going to be walking with the um, kingdoms. That's what I would say. Because when Moshe was there, it wasn't a kingdom. It was a tribe and assembly. Um, now, since these children want a king, child, it's just, like I said, this is the beginning of the end. <laughs> because the children of Israel don't have a clue as to what they want or what they need. Okay, just because it's something you want doesn't mean that you need it. And these children are going to find that out. 
Now, let me go through the outline um, in chapter 19. Um, Jonathan discloses, this is 19, 1 through 3. Jonathan discloses his father's purpose to kill David. Remember, Jonathan and David, Jonathan is Shaul's son. Jonathan and David became close, close buddies. Okay, aces. Um, some people with wicked hearts and wicked minds may say something else, but they were they became very close friends. Everybody loved David. Okay, because the most high had that sauce on him, remember. Um uh, verses four through seven. is he persuades his father to um, reconcile with David. 8 through 11, by reason of David's good success in a new war, Shaul's malicious rage breaks out against him. Verses 12 through 17, um, Michiel, the daughter, receives her father with an image in David's bed. Um, Verses 18 and 19, David comes to Shemiel and Naoth. 20 to 21, Shaul's messengers sent to take David. Um, 22 through 24, and Shaul himself prophesied. Now, let me take this water. You're going to get sick and tired of me talking about my computer. But I got to let you know, I switched back to my old desktop, um, the old desktop. Um, yeah, I switched back to the old desktop monitor, but I have a new camera. Okay. And I disconnected the mic. So um, at least you can see me clear. And I tested the mic and so did my husband. My husband tested everything. So hopefully we don't have no in and out or nothing like that. <laughs> I'm hoping. <laughs> um, and it's on um, audio or um, not audio. It's on um, automatic. So it does what it does. I don't know. Okay, let's start. I'm reading straight out. I'm going to amplify just because it's regular English. If there's something else that I need you to know, I will um, say it either in the King James or um, the Sifa. Uh, First Shemuel 19 in the Amplified, David protects, protected from Shaul. Now Shaul told his son Jonathan and all his servants to kill David. But Jonathan, Shaul's son, greatly delighted in David. They was real close friends. So he told David, Shaul, my father is seeking to kill you. Now then, please be on guard in the morning and stay in a secret place and hide yourself. As for me, I will go out and stand beside my father in the field where you are, and I will speak with my father about you. And if I learn anything, then I'll tell you. Then Jonathan spoke with David, spoke well of David, and Shaul, his father, said to him, May the king not sin against his servant David, since he has not sinned against you, since his deeds have been very beneficial to you. 
for he took his life in his hand and killed the Philistine. And the Most High brought about a great victory for all Yasharal. You saw it and rejoiced. Why then would you sin against innocent blood by killing David without a cause? This is um, Jonathan talking to his father, Shaul. Shaul listened to Jonathan and he swore an oath. As the Most High lives, he shall not put be put to death. This is what Shaul is saying. So Jonathan called David and told him all these things. And Jonathan brought David to Shaul and he was in the presence serving him as previously. <laughs> then there was war again and David went out and fought with the Philistines. Good grief. And defeated them with a great slaughter. And they fled before him. I already told you the Most High had his special source on David. He took it from Shaul and put it right on David. Then an evil spirit from the Most High came on Shaul. As he was sitting in his house with a spear in his hand, Jablin. And David was playing the harp with his hand. Shaul tried to pin David to the wall with the spear. But he escaped from Shaul's presence. Oh, good grief. So that Shaul only stuck the spear in the wall. Let me just say something. Can you imagine being subjected to the king and all he wants to do is kill you? You just keep doing all the things that's beneficial to the king and the whole house of the kingdom. And this man doesn't want to do nothing but kill you. Simply because Shaul sinned, the Most High sent an evil spirit, and the evil spirit is possessing Shaul, which is then testing David by the spirit continually wanting to um, kill David. Then David fled and escaped that night. Then Shaul sent messengers to David to watch for him so that he might kill him in the morning. But Michelle, um, Shaul's daughter, David's wife, told him, if you don't save your life tonight, tomorrow you will be killed. So Michelle let David down through the window and he fled and escaped. And Michelle took the household idol and laid it in the bed. Mm, 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 mm. but uh, put a pillow of goat's hair at its head and covered it with clothes. Let me just stop that for a minute and let me go into mm. the hold on uh. Because it's saying goat's hair. Let me see if that's what it says in the Sifa. Because uh, <laughs> David didn't have goat's hair. So let us go to 1 Samuel. And let me see what 19 and 13 says. 19 and 13.
Yeah, and it says, and Mac, uh, Mikhail took an image and laid it in the bed and put the pillow of goat's hair for his bolster and covered it with cloth. Yeah. So I guess it doesn't matter if it's all just something that's um, a disguise. Just want to make sure. We already know that David did not have hair like a goat. He had hair like a sheep. Okay. Just like um, Yahusha. But I guess if you, you know, trying to hide somebody, you're going to do what you do. All right. 14. And then Shaul sent messengers to take David. She said, he's sick. This is uh, Mikhail, his wife, saying it. Then Shaul sent the messages again to see David saying, bring him up to me on his bed if necessary so that I can kill him. Oh my. Then the messages came there and was in the household and the idol was on the bed with a quilt of goat's hair at his head. David, um, Shaul said to Mitchell, why have you deceived me like this and let my enemy go? Now, mind you, he's talking to his daughter who is married to David so that he has escaped. Michelle answered Shaul. He said to me, let me go. Why should I kill you? So David fled and escaped and came to Shemuel at Ramah and told him everything and that Shaul had done. And he said to Shemuel, Oh, excuse me. And he and Shemuel went and stayed in Naoth. Shaul was told David is at Naoth in Ramah. And Shaul sent messages to take David. But when they saw the group of prophets prophesying and Shemuel standing and presiding over them, the Ruach of the Most High came on the messengers of Shaul, and they also prophesied. Uh-oh. Then Shaul was informed. He sent another messenger, and they also prophesied. So Shaul sent messengers again the third time, and they prophesied as well. Then Shaul went to Ramah himself and came to the great well that is in Siku. And he said, where are Shemuel and David? And they was told, and he was told they were at Naoth with the prophets in Ramah. So he went on to Naoth in Ramah and the Ruach of the Most High came upon him too. And he went along continually prophesying until he came to Naoth in Ramah. Mm. He also took off his royal robes and his armor and prophesied before Shemuel and laid down naked all day and night. Mm -hmm. You ain't gonna mess with the most high. That's what you're not gonna do. So they say, is Shaul also among the prophets? Mm-hmm. Yes, honey, you're not gonna play with the most high because he doesn't play games. Now you can play games all you want. That's why I always say that. You're not gonna play with the most high, honey. That's what you're not going to do. Now I'm on um, chapter 20 from um, verses 1 through 10. David 
consults with Jonathan for his safety. 11 through 17, Jonathan and David renew their covenant by oath. 18 through 23, Jonathan's token to David. 24 through 34, Shaul missing David seeks to kill Jonathan. Oh my. 35 to 42, Jonathan affectionately takes his leave of David. All right. Let me get my water. Okay. Chapter 20. David fled from Naoth in Ramla, and he came upon and he came and said to Jonathan, What have I done? What is my guilt? What is my sin before and against your father? That he is seeking my life. Yeah, David must have been scared. And nobody could do anything about it. Jonathan said to him, far from it, you shall not die. My father does nothing important or significant without telling me. So why would he hide this from me? It is not so. But David vowed again saying, your father certainly knows that I have found favor in your sight. And he said, do not let Jonathan notice or he will be worried. But truly, as the Most High lives and as your soul lives, there is hardly a step between me and death. Then Jonathan said to David, whatever you say, I will do for you. David said to Jonathan, behold, tomorrow is the new moon observance, and I shall sit at the table and eat the sacrificial meal with the king, his father. But let me go so I may hide myself in the field until the third evening. If your father misses me all day, then say David earnestly asked permission from me to go to Bethlehem, his city, because it is the yearly sacrifice there for the entire family. If he says, all right, your servant will be safe. But if he is very angry, then be certain that he has decided on evil. Therefore, show kindness to your servant because you have brought your servant into a covenant of the most high with you. But if there is iniquity or guilt in me, kill me yourself. But why should you bring me to your father to be killed? Jonathan said, far be it from me to let it happen to you in fact if i indeed learn that my father has decided to harm you i will not tell you about would i not tell you about it then david said to jonathan who will tell me if your father answers you harshly jonathan said to david come let us go out into the field to talk so they went out into the field then Jonathan said to David, the most high, the El of Yasharel is my witness. When I have sounded out my father about this time tomorrow or the third day, behold, if he is a good feeling towards you, shall I not then send word to you to make it known to you? But if it pleases my father to do you harm. May the most high do so to Jonathan 
and more if I do not let you know about it and send you away so that you may go in safety. Wow, he's speaking about himself in the third person. That's interesting. He's <laughs> calling himself, Jonathan. And may the Most High be with you as he has been with my father. If I am still alive, will you not show me the loving kindness and faithfulness of the Most High so that I will not die? You shall never cut off your loving kindness and faithfulness with my house, not even when the Most High cuts off every one of the enemies of David from the face of the earth. So Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David. He added, may the Most High require it at the hands of David's enemies. That is, hold them accountable for any harm they inflict on David. Jonathan made David vow again because of his love and reverence for him. For Jonathan loved him as himself. Yes, they were besties. Then Jonathan said to David, tomorrow is a new moon festival and you will be missed because your seat will be empty. When you have stayed for three days, you shall go down quickly and come to the place where you hid yourself on that eventful day when my father tried to kill you and shall stay by the stone of Ezel. I will shoot three arrows to the side of it as though I shot at a target. And I will send a boy saying, go find the arrows. If I specifically say to the boy, look, the arrows are on the side of you, get them. Then come back to my father's table for it is safe for you there. And there's no danger as the most high lives. But if I say to the boy, look, the arrows are behind you. <laughs> then go for the most high has sent you away as for the agreement of which you and I have spoken behold the most high is between me and you forever making sure that we each keep our word so David hid in the field and when the new moon festival came the king sat down to eat the king sat on his seat as on previous occasions on his seat by the wall and Jonathan stood up and Abner, his commander, sat down by Shaul's side, but David's place was empty. Yet Shaul did not say anything that day for he thought it is an accident of some kind and he is not ceremonially clean. Surely he's unclean. But on the next day, the second day of the new moon, David's space was empty again. So Shaul said to Jonathan, his son, why has the son of Jesse not come to the meal either yesterday or today? Jonathan answered Shaul, David earnestly asked me for permission to go to Bethlehem. He said, please let me go because our family is holding a sacrifice in the city and my brother has commanded me to attend. Let me just start there right there. Even if he didn't go, you see the respect for the family? That's the law, to have the respect for your family. People don't have that respect today. I'm gonna keep going. Now, if I found favor in your eyes, please let me slip away so that I may see my brothers. That is why he has not come to the king's table. 
Shaul is angry with Jonathan. Oh gosh, now Shaul's going to take his little anger out on his son. Then Shaul's anger burned against Jonathan and he said to him, you son of a wayward, rebellious woman. Ooh. Do I not know that you have chosen the son of Jesse over me to your own shame and to the shame of your mother's nakedness? Oh my. For as long as the son of Jesse lives on earth, neither you as heir to this throne nor your kingdom will be established. Oh, wow. That's a threat and a half. So now send someone to bring him to me, for he must die. My goodness. Jonathan answered Shaul, his father, why must he be put to death? What has he done? Then Shaul hurled his spear at Jonathan to strike him down. So Jonathan knew without any doubt that his father has decided to put David to death. And who's going to stop that? We already know the most high going to stop it, but I'm just saying. This is really scary to people. Okay, without that faith, if Jonathan, if Jonathan or David didn't have that faith in each other and the most high, they would be running scared. Remember, uh fear is a spirit honey and the most high sent that um evil spirit on um shaul so that spirit is doing all kinds of stuff and remember shaul knows that the spirit's on him yeah can't do nothing about it but he knows then jonathan stood up from the table in the heat of anger and ate no food on the second day of the new moon for he grieved and worried about David because his father had dishonored him. In the morning, Jonathan went out to the field for the meeting with David. A young boy was with him and he said to the boy, run, please find the arrows, which I'm about to shoot. As the boy ran, he shot the arrows past him. When the boy came to the place where Jonathan had shot the arrow, Jonathan called to him. Is the arrow beyond you? And Jonathan called out after the boy, hurry, be quick, do not stay. So Jonathan's boy picked up the arrow and came back to his master. But the boy had not been aware of anything. Only Jonathan and David knew about the matter. Now, let me say this. Jonathan is the son of a king. Jonathan could boss anybody around. He could do anything. And as a matter of fact, throughout history, heathen kings have done that. They have used people. They have abused people. They have killed people at any time they wanted to for any reason. Can you see when I just read that David had, um, excuse me, Jonathan had respect for the boy who was getting the arrows. He didn't say, go boy and go do it. He said, can you please go run? He didn't say please, but please go um, get the arrows. Please, Oh, yeah. He said, please find the arrows, which I'm about to shoot. You see the respect? That is a law of the most high. That's a law. You have to understand that at that time, they did their best to, um, well, some people did their best to abide by the law, statutes, precepts, and commands of the Most High. And a law is to, that law, or it is actually a law. And a continued uh, statute and precept to respect people. To respect people. Uh-huh. 
do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That's a law. And the children of Israel at the time, that's what they had, respect. If the Most High said, I want you to go over here and do X, Y, Z to these people to harm them, that's what they did. But the Most High said, the people who are, um, there's uh, respectability uh, that is supposed to be shown to the people who serve you, the people who are going to come and visit you um, in the land that I gave you. And there's certain requirements and criteria for them to stay there and you are to respect them. That is a part of the law. Mm -hmm. You don't see them acting heathenistic to their, um, their servants. Jonathan gave his, I'm on 40 now. Chapter 20, verse 40. Jonathan gave his weapons to the boy and said to him, go take them to the city. As soon as the boy was gone, David got up from the south side beside the mound of the stones and fell to his face to the ground in submission and respect and bowed three times to Jonathan. They kissed one another and wept together, but David wept more. Jonathan told David, go in safety inasmuch as we have sworn to each other in the name of the Most High saying, the Most High shall be between you and me and between my descendants and your descendants forever. Now, let me say something. Remember, David was one of eight sons. He was the youngest son. Shaul had, I believe, two sons. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I did say it either two sons and three daughters or something like that. And they were besties. I don't know about you. You can't pick your family members, but you could sure pick your honorary family members. Okay. You could pick your honorary family members. And sometimes those family members are more reliable, more loyal, more respectful than the people in your family that was born with the same genes. I'm going to say that. Okay. Um, I'm going to finish. Uh, I might as well read the whole 42 again. Jonathan told David, go in safety inasmuch as we have sworn to each other in the name of the Most High, saying the Most High shall be between me and you and between my descendants and your descendants forever. Then he stood and left while Jonathan went into the city. Okay, uh, David left, Jonathan went back to the city. Now we are on chapter 21. Um, and this is verses one through six. David and Nob or Nob obtains of Abimelech hallowed bread. Uh, verse seven, Doeg is present. Verses 8 and 9, David takes Goliath's sword. Uh, verses 10 through 15, David and Gath Fearens himself mad. Fearens. Okay. This is chapter 21. David takes um, consecrated bread. I need y'all to remember that David took the consecrated bread because this is in the New Testament. But anyway. David went to Nob, N-O-B, to Abimelech, the priest. And Abimelech came trembling in fear to meet David and said to him, excuse me, why are you alone and no one with you? 
David said to Abimelech, the priest, the king has commissioned me with a matter and has told me, let no one know anything about this matter for which I am sending you and with which I have commissioned you. Now, you know, David ain't telling the truth, right? <laughs> David ain't telling the truth. I have directed the young man to a certain place. Now, what food do you have on hand? Now, David hasn't eaten because he's been hiding. So he's hungry. Okay. And nobody's supposed to be eating the bread of the priests. They're not supposed to. Not unless it's sacrificed for the rest of the people. Okay. Remember, the priests are of the lot of the most high. Okay. The priest's lot is the most high. So all the consecrated stuff is not for nobody else but the priest. But when the priest um, makes the sacrifice for every, everybody, that's when certain people could get stuff. They get their portion and then everybody else gets theirs. That's how it works. Uh, now the food, now what food do you have on hand? This is David saying, give me five loaves of bread or whatever can be found. The priest answered David, there's no ordinary unconsecrated bread on hand, but there is consecrated bread. You may have it if only the young men have kept themselves from women. Now, the bread is consecrated, okay? Meaning they only for the priest, but the priest is offering it to David, who is the right-hand man of Shaul, even though Shaul wants to kill David, nobody knows that, only a handful of people and they ain't nowhere to be found. So David is going and asking for some bread. So the priest is going to give him some, un, I mean, he's going to give him some consecrated bread, but he's saying you can only eat this bread if you haven't defiled yourself by having sex with a woman. That's what he's saying. So since they was at war back and forth, David hasn't been anywhere. He hasn't been with his wife to do anything. So he is able to eat the bread. Understand that, okay? David answered to the priest, be assured that women have been kept from us these three days since I set out and the bodies of the young men were consecrated, which means they ceremonially clean. Although it was an ordinary unconsecrated journey. So how much more will their vessels be holy today. So the priest gave him consecrated bread for there was no bread there except the bread of the presence, which was removed from before the most high in order to put hot bread in its place, which was taken away. Now, one of Shaul's servants was there that day, detained before the most high. His name was Doeg. The Edomite, oh my, the Edomite, remember, the Edomites are the cousins of Israel, okay? The chief of Shaul's shepherds. Now, let me tell you, let me say this, let me say this, even though in the scriptures, the Most High said, I love um, Yaakul and hated Esau, some of Esau's um, descendants, his progeny, the most high blessed, like this one, Doeg, the Edomite, and Job is the Edomite. There are other Edomites within the scriptures that have a story. So I want you to know that even though the most high 
said he didn't like um um Esau. There was some of the Edomites, and the Most High told um the children of Israel, "Don't be um don't be fighting with them, don't fight with them, because I'm gonna get them." Uh huh. So just know that. David said to Abimelech, or oh, it's Ahimelech, um, do you not have a sword or a spear on hand? For I brought neither my sword or my other weapons with me because the king's business was urgent. Then the priest said, the sword of Goliath, the Philistine, whom you killed in the valley of Elah is here, wrapped in a cloth behind the ephod. If you would take it for yourself, do so. For there is no other here except for it. And David said, there is none like it. Give it to me. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to tell you how big that sword was. I already told you. Goliath was 11 uh, feet, 11 and some change feet tall. So imagine how big that uh, uh, sword was. Uh-huh. Now, it never said how tall David was, but David was nowhere near 11 feet. So can you imagine what he had to do to carry that sword? Then David arose and fled from Shaul that day and went to Ashish, king of Gath. The servants of Ashish said to him, is this not David, the king of the land? Did they not sing in praise of this one as they dance, saying, Shaul has slayed thousands and David his ten thousands? David took these words to heart and was greatly afraid of Ashish, the king of Gath. So fearing for his life, he changed his behavior in their sight and acted insanely in their hands. And he scribbled on the doors of the gate and drooled in his beard. Yes, he was scared. So he acted like he was out of his mind. Uh-huh. Then Ashish said to his servants, look, you see that this man is insane. Why have you brought him to me? Do I lack madmen that you bring this one to behave like a madman in my presence? Shall this one come into my house? Oh my goodness, they are so funny. They're a mess. So David is trying to get away. Only a handful of people want uh, know that David is um, wanted by Shaul. And he's trying his best to stay alive. So he's going to do what he needs to do. He has to you know, go run and hide somewhere for days, uh, being hungry, asking the priest for bread, running. And, and, and he needs some kind of protection. So he tries to get uh, a Goliath's sword. And then he's handed over to another king. And then he got to act crazy so that the king don't kill him. So this is David's plight. But remember, David is smart. The Most High put his source on him. So it's a test. It's a test for David in regards to his stamina and his long suffering, meaning his patience. Because I already told you, just like Job, the devil's going to test you, even though it's not the devil testing him, it's the Most High. The devil will test you or the Most High will test you too. Okay. Um, just like the angel told Job, the devil's going to come and test you. 
and you got to have the stamina. Now, the Most High already blessed you, but if you have the patience and the stamina to spar with the devil, you're going to be all right in the end. Even though that's not, it's kind of the same thing, but we're not going to say the Most High and the devil at all. But David is being tested. Every test that David is going to be given is going to, he's going to need it when he's the king. Sometimes the most high brings us through tests and trials so that he can make us like Teflon. I said this before. If you want some, something important or something special and you asking the most high for it, yeah, bless you. And you asking the most high for it, he got to test you to bring you up to be able to get whatever it is. Because when you're elevated up to have more responsibility, you must be tested to see that you can um, take and handle this responsibility. So this is what it, David is going through. Even though it seems like it's a lot of um, adversity for David, it's all going to pay off in the end. It just seems very um, intense for David right now. And if he fell apart, and I know that he wouldn't because most I already put his sauce on. But can you imagine if he fell apart? Then he wouldn't be kingly material. Material. David was chosen by the most high. As many times as David's name is in this scriptures, trust me when I tell you, David was chosen for this. Okay? He can do this. And he will. So um, that is that for those uh, three chapters which is um, outline number seven. As we continue to move on, we actually have uh, 10, ten um, outlines. We're on number seven. So we're moving forward, okay? We are moving forward. Next week is, um, y'all willing... 22, 23, and 24, which is outline number eight. We are going to move forward with David. We're going to get to know more about David. We're going to get more, get to know more about Shaul and how foolish this king is becoming. We're going to understand um, David and get into him uh, coming into his own. And David is going to be a good king. Now, he's not perfect. He's going to have his own faults, but this development of David, we're going to see, and it's going to make him a true king stepping into the, um, the um, power and authority that the Most High is going to give him. Mm -hmm. So with that, I hope that you learned something today in regards to David and how um, the Most High could do whatever he wants for his purposes, okay? And when you don't listen to him, he's gonna deal with you accordingly. I hope that even being in this um, book will teach you about the uh, the prophets who are the priests and how the kings are coming along. This is the first king. The king didn't listen from the beginning and now all kind of stuff is happening. So um, he's giving way uh, to the next king, which is David. Shaul was the first one. He was foolhardy. He didn't listen to anybody. The Most High took his uh, ruach off him, his special source, and gave it to David. Even though he gave it to David, David still has to learn how to be a king. He has to learn how to deal with adversity. And it's coming. It's all over the place. 
So David is a smart, he is um, savvy, and he has the Ruach on him. So he's going to be all right, even though he is going to go into some um, adverse situations. You know, um, every decision he makes and he moves forward is going to give him more um, power and authority as being a king. And people are going to respect him. This is how it works. So um, this is a lesson for all of us in our lives. When we deal with adversity and we rise above and we keep the most high in front of us, we are going to come out smelling like roses no matter what happens. That's the faith that David has. That's the faith that we should all have. So um, that's a lesson that we are going to continue to learn as we move forward from 1 Shemuel into 2 Shemuel. Um, like I said, um, I hope that this lesson is teaching you something. I hope it edifies you as we continue to move forward. Enjoy your Shabbat and until next time. Hi, trying to contact me regarding a question, comment, or concern? Well, you got two ways of doing so. The first way is you can email me at cliffnoteqna at yahoo.com. I'll say it again. This is one word. Cliffnote, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A, at yahoo.com. The second way is you can upload a question, concern, or comment on Spotify. The question section appears under the episode's description on Spotify. Send me your question and I'll definitely answer it. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. to hear the word of truth from the Most High. But you know what's better? Hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content. You can also save a life by sharing this valuable content. Go ahead, save a life today. Thanks.